Hello, and welcome to The Postscript, a podcast about films whose discourse ended with an ellipsis rather than a period. My name is Chris Hall. I am one of your hosts. I am Sebastian. And uh, I'm Mateo. And we are all good friends who met each other at a film club at the University of Florida, which we all attended and have since graduated from. And we are all filmmakers now pursuing careers in film. On this podcast, we will be reassessing films of recent memory where the discourse was left unsettled. We will try to provide more definitive takes on films that generated a lot of buzz upon release, but the reputations have since become kind of murky. You know, movies that make us ask, like, where are they now? You know, like, what, what do people actually think about these movies? Like, what, what does this mean to you guys specifically? It's kind of like a heat check. <laughs> yeah, it's like, we all know, maybe we, we all know how good this guy is, you know, but it's kind of a, you know, it's a contract year for this movie. You know, you don't really see people like dropping rewatches for these movies in 2023. Like, <laughs> they, don't, they don't come up like. Yeah, like, it, it's. They? Yeah, it's like regardless of quality, they've maybe dropped out of the, the zeitgeist in a way, or maybe they reappeared in the zeitgeist, but for, you know, in unexpected ways, right? I mean, it's why we're bravely taking the initiative to to do the job for y'all. You yeah. Know? yeah. <laughs> I know, we we are we are pioneers. We are, <laughs> we are brave soldiers uh, doing the thankless job of, of talking about movies <laughs> and, and forming opinions for you guys so so you don't have to. But so an important note, um, at the beginning of each podcast, we will have a spoiler-free discussion of the selected film, okay? So we will talk about it before we have rewatched said film of episodes. So we'll give like an oral history um, of the discourse surrounding the film uh, and why we chose the film in the first place. And then we'll watch the film, you know, we'll have a, have a little intermission. And at that point, you can decide, like, if you want to watch the film, too, if you if you want to rewatch and then engage in the, like, post-game discussion, you know. So in the second half of the podcast, you know, probably the last, like, 40 minutes, that will be, you know, spoiler heavy. We'll dive in. That'll be the deep dive. And we'll really assess where we think this film lies in terms of quality, its place in the culture, all these different things. So you can uh, listen guilt-free with a clear conscience to the beginning of this and, and then decide later if you want to dive in, right? I was going to say, we're also very much going through these experiences um, in an effort to possibly rediscover what our own opinions on these movies are. Mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll be discussing at the beginning in the pregame about what we think of these movies. And then afterwards, once you know there's the intermission, when we have seen it for the second time, what, most of these movies, I, I'm going to believe, mm-hmm. are going to be rewatches for mm-hmm. us that we'll be kind of discussing has anything changed since that first time we watched it? You know, there, there's right. A, a lot of these movies are going to be, it's been a while since we've seen them. You know, we're trying to put a, a, a limit. They're not going to be super recent movies that, you know, there's <laughs> been some time for uh, some discourse to have uh, gone on and possibly die down. Yeah, exactly. It's important to kind of remove ourselves from like the moment of the film, you know, be like, okay, let's right. just like, you know, no rose colored lens or the invert of that, maybe no, you know, negative biases, just like, like what actually is this movie, you know, okay. right, because, yeah. because it can really get fogged up by the by the discourse of the time. And I'm sure there will be exceptions in the future. But yeah, I think most of the films probably will be from the 21st century, because most films like pre 21st century, like either the consensus is made it's like, yeah, we, we all know how we feel. Or there was just no discourse in the first place. Like, you know, it's like that, like, yeah, there's no real middle ground because what we're trying to get at is the gray area like is that weird murky middle ground you know no yeah i mean i think i think you guys covered it pretty 
pretty well. I'm excited to talk about the movie that we got lined oh, up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, excited. Yeah. Because, and, 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 you know, we want to be picking films that we feel like, again, these had discourse. Like, you you either saw it yourself or you know people you did. Like, you heard people talking about it, you know? And so... Award-bait movies. A lot of these are going to be award-bait type <laughs> oh, movies. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because that's... Because mm. so much so much of award season in the Oscars is, like, the moment. The narrative of the film. The surrounding the film like in the moment and all these things. So I'm really excited to dive in. I know this is a movie that us three did all see. I, I presume we all saw it in the theaters upon release. Um, yes. And mo mo most of you guys did too, which I, and I will say most of you did. This movie made <laughs> bonkers money, which, which, which we will come back to. But without further ado, uh, today's episode, I mean, you already saw the episode title, but drum roll, please. Is Alfonso Cuaron's 2013 film, Gravity. <laughs> With the DVD slide in visually, yeah. <laughs> let's go. We, we are physical media enjoyers uh, on this. Oh. <laughs> on this yes, podcast. sir. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Uh, but yes, this uh, was the 2013 science fiction film that follows two astronauts, uh, played by Sandra Bullock and George Clooney, who attempt to return to Earth after the destruction of their space shuttle in orbit. So, gravity. Why are we? <laughs> why are we talking about this movie? Why are we doing this? I want to give just like a little, again, a little oral, oral history of Gravity first, okay? Because like the first thing I want to say about this film is that upon release, this movie was as successful as a movie could possibly be on any metric, okay? We'll, we'll just start critically, all right? We'll, we'll, I'll, I'll, I'll throw some, some numbers at you guys, all right? So Rotten Tomatoes got a 96%, okay? And it's, I know you know, some people have some hesitations with that with that review aggregate site. I totally understand all of that. I'm sure we'll have a deeper conversation later, but 96 is like, there were 4% of critics who didn't like the movie. Okay, it's a, it's a pretty irrefutable yeah. number. Uh, and the Metacritic, also 96. And for those who are- That's familiar, crazy to me. Because that's which, like the Godfather gets yeah. 96. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's nutty like, numbers. Yeah, for those who aren't familiar with Metacritic, like if you're in the 90s, like- oh, Holy smokes! Like you, you can retire like that. Like yeah. that is that is that's an it is. You get maybe one or two films a year that get I would say a ninety or above on Metacritic. And that for those who are really unaware, Metacritic pools um, usually fifty-ish critics of uh, kind of the more well-known, uh, you know, like publishers and newspapers and websites, yeah. um, as opposed to Ron Tomatoes who have like hundreds from just like like if you have a blog with like more than three posts, you can probably get your review on Ron Tomatoes. The, the John Campions of the world. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Metacritic, it's like you know, it's like your USA Today's, you know, um, your New York Times, all these things, um, and the number is from the actual like rating that the critics give it you know it's more of an editor that there are there's a lot of other sabermetric weirdness that goes into yeah. that metacritic number but 96 is bonkers for reference 96 was tied for the third highest metacritic score of any movie in the 2010s like it is very Insane. very wow. high um and yeah. it's funny of it's tied with like a couple other films one of which is roma 
which is another Alfonso Cuarón. Alfonso Cuarón's other movie from the 2010s, so he's kind of he's kind of cracked for that, as one might say. Like, he's, yeah, you can't really have a, a much better guy, decade yeah. than that. And like, and at the time, again, like uh, critics were gushing over this film. Like uh, one quote from a review that I read recently, you know, in prep for this, they said, "In a little more than 90 minutes, Gravity, <laughs> Gravity like, rewrites the rules of cinema as we have known them." Bro, like what? <laughs> that is. Like, a lot of weight behind these words. And it was a ton of, like, praise from directors as well. Like, as I've heard so many times, directors be like, yeah, like, I don't know how Alfonso made this movie. Like, I don't know how he made, like, it, it's just a feat of filmmaking. And then James Cameron, Big Jim himself, he said, quote, I think it's the best space photography ever done. I think it's the best space film ever done. And it's the movie I've been hungry to see for an awful long time. Like, this movie was being talked yeah. about like it was the second coming. Like, I mean, and yeah. that's... That praise coming from James Cameron, who like with Avatar kind of like wrote the book on that like super heavy CGI yes. like action filmmaking. Like no, one hundred percent. And that's shocking. like, like and, and that leads me into like another fact that blew my mind. You set me up perfectly. So Avatar, so 60% of Avatar was CGI, gravity, 80%. Like gravity was more CGI <laughs> than like the CGI movie, which is crazy. Yeah. And that, yeah. and I, th I think that's something we'll be returning to a lot in, in kind of the deeper discussion of the film. You know, it's like whether or not you know we saw the seams of the movie, and because I, I feel like I don't want to get ahead of myself because I feel like this might be a movie that its strengths are in how invisible some of the, like the visuals and the, the filmmaking technology. is. You know, it's like it's like the fact that we can't see the seams is kind of why it's so good, especially if it's eighty percent CGI and the discourse around CGI and VFX has ramped up a lot. I feel like. In, in recent yeah. memory, you know, that's especially in the age of Marvel. But, um, <laughs> and then on the same part, you know, with like movies like Oppenheimer that like are trying to flex almost like how little CGI or VFX it has. But moving on from that, the, the film garnered 10 Oscar nominations in one seven. It won Best Director, which was the first of two for Coron, who also won for Roma later in the decade. It won Best Cinematography, which was the first of uh, cinematographer uh, Emmanuel Lubezki's three-peat. He won in Gravity for 2013, Birdman the next year, and then The Revenant the next year. Yeah. Um, I can say this might not be the last time we talk about uh, those two following films. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Maybe we go through Lubezki's uh -huh. filmography. Like his yeah. I, maybe that's just the blueprint for this podcast. It won Best <laughs> Editing. Uh, it also it also won best score, which has to be addressed. I'm sure the score is great, but no matter no matter how much I or we all adore this film post rewatch, like it will never be okay that it beat the score for her and at the Oscars this yeah. year. That like I'm sorry, but like like not only was her like was her in my mind the best score that year, like that was one of the best just like albums of audio file from Chris the twenty shambles right now. <laughs> like, that is like I, I'm, if any of the listeners like if your Spotify rap was just like smothered in just the gravity score, please reach out. You know, like that's like I want I want to pick your brain, but like I was just gonna say I do remember there is one track at the end of the movie that I absolutely adore from oh, Gravity, yeah? okay, but. Well. <laughs> that versus all of her is still yeah. a crime against humanity. Uh, like her, like, her is, her is yeah. like as good as music can be sometimes. But like again, it's like I know right. I'm speaking very and kind of superlative right now, but like I just freaking love that album. And like I, I will try not to hold it against Gravity that the Academy awarded 
it yeah. Yeah. Over her. Um, yeah, I, I just had to address that. Her her is a very, very important uh piece of music to uh <laughs> a very important film to to me and, and I know you guys as well. It also won best sound editing, best sound mixing, best visual effects, kind of swept up below the line as one might expect, because you know, this was such a technically proficient movie. So yeah, critically, I mean, just a perfect report card, complete aces, all these things. And financially, I thought this was really, really fascinating. So the budget for this film was $100 million. I I was talking to Seb the other day because I saw how much money it made. And I was like, I need you to throw a guess at me right now. Seb did not know. Seb guessed, you guessed, you said like $150 million or something like that. I said which 150. Or like a prestige, awards baity, we'll say, even if it's a science fiction film, a movie like that, that's not like an unreasonable guess. Uh, and then with Mateo, double down the other like, way. Yeah, but Mateo yeah. said seven hundred. He he was seven hundred million <laughs> for for the box office revenue. And he may be thinking like, what what was Mateo on thinking that like that like that is just a wild number. The movie it's George Clooney and Sandra Bullock. I mean, uh-huh. uh huh. I, I mean, taking back to the age of movie stars, the movie made seven hundred twenty million dollars. Yes, Ooh. which is absolutely bonkers. Original, original film, original story, not IP, not franchise, just two actors people like and a good freaking filmmaker, guys. Like that's like that. Yes, sir. That maybe that's all. And, it takes. and to be I fair, know. kind of a gimmick premise. Sure. The gimmick yeah, premise it, it, definitely got asses. Very genre. Very genre. I mean, it's it, you have to know space movie with Sandy. You know, it's a yeah. space movie with Sandy and George. Uh, Seb, Seb, uh, jaw ajar right now. It's just <laughs> a thousand yard stare. <laughs> I know, like for reference, like the Batman made like $750 million. Like that's like, you know, like yeah. this, it is, especially now that we're so deep into the age of Marvel, a movie like this making that much money, like is like capital B bonkers. Like that is, yeah, that's amazing. I mean, that's, it I mean, I remember, I feel like I remember at the time the movie having that kind of like, it kind of had that, that juice. Swagger. No, yeah. yeah like, and I, I just, I mean, the CinemaSins, yeah. the CinemaSins video, which like, you oh. know, CinemaSins in 2013, they were the big dogs. Like, <laughs> they, they got oh, Neil yeah. deGrasse Tyson on the episode for Gravity. Like, oh, I yo, that that's right. We, like, I remember that. Moment. We're gonna, we, we're gonna circle back to that. I'm sure of of how the science community reacted to this movie. Uh, that that's a whole other branch of no, that might actually be a benchmark. That might be a benchmark of where it all went wrong. Yeah. <laughs> that like, that might have weirdly been the turning point. And yeah. God, it, we could have a whole episode on the way CinemaSins just like poisoned the brains of like movie watchers for the, for the following decade. It would set us back for like five years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. And quick, quick, uh, quick Chris anecdote. I just remembered this. Um, this movie came out in 2013. So I think I was, uh, I was in seventh or eighth grade. Um, rare middle school Chris dub. I remember, I don't know what, I don't know what else was at the time. I don't know what else was out. It may have been like a Hunger Games movie or something else at the time that was like appealed very much. It would have been, it would have been the first Hunger Games movie. Oh, was it the first? Yeah, it probably would have been. Okay. Okay. If it was, we'll we'll go with that for the sake of the story. I remember I was hanging out with some friends. We had like a a classic middle school sleepover, like vibes were immaculate. And we all Uh wanted to see the movie that next Saturday. And I think they were all pining to see the Hunger Games, but I I somehow it was like twelve angry men. I somehow like single handedly like flipped <laughs> the entire room and got all of us to go see Gravity instead. I I, wow. I I'm not, I was I don't know why I was operating with such conviction. Maybe I just did not want to see Hunger Games, but like 
a very rare base middle school Chris moment. Like I, I was, I was kind of cooking and yeah, like it was, and like, and we all loved it. Like it was an amazing, amazing experience. Like it was it freaking ruled. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. it was an awesome movie. And even then remind me to circle back on this point of, of what even I thought leaving theater at that time, because it's my leading into why, why the discourse is the way it is. And actually I'll tee it up a little bit. I do remember even at the time thinking, I was like, that was awesome. And I think a little bit about with Avatar as well. And maybe there's some relationship there. I remember thinking, I was like, that ruled, but like, I feel like I can't watch that outside of the theater. Like, I feel like even like 13 year old me was like, I don't know if I'm allowed to watch this in my living room. Like this is, yeah, this, like, yeah. doesn't seem right. Yeah. And, we can, and that might be, a, we'll, we'll put a pin in that and come back later. So we just spent the last several minutes talking about like how universally loved this movie was. So you might be thinking, so like, where's the gray area? Like what, like what is there to discuss? <laughs> like why, why did we choose this episode? You know, because aside from like a best picture one, like this movie conquered like the world, you know, like this, this, there was nothing left for this movie to accomplish. Right. And that's also kind of why Quaron had like unprecedented freedom when making Roma for Netflix. Like that's a whole, that's a crazy thing to read about. It's like Netflix, like, it's like, didn't like gave like no notes on the script. Like no one on set had even like read the script or something before filming. It was like, they literally just said like, like here's a blank check just make a movie and like and he made Roma and I mean he, he yeah he's I mean he, he, there are very few people that yeah. much freedom to and Quaron's like, one of them so why gravity even with all of the impressive statistics I threw at you the average rating on Letterboxd uh, which is a, a you know a newer movie rating platform is only at 3.5 out of 5 right and it's important to say that user ratings as a reference or as like evidence of any kind can be kind of fraught or and unreliable, you know, yeah. and, and is usually used as like confirmation bias sure. more than anything else. But in this case, like, I feel like it, with how recent, you know, with how new the app is and how recent a lot of the, the, those ratings have to be, I feel like that does help paint a picture of what the current perception of this movie is. Like it was being praised as like apex mountain for cinema, like upon release. And now it's like seven out of 10 for a lot of folks, you know? Yeah. And well, my feed personally is just like littered with three and three and a half out of five star ratings. And it wasn't on yeah. a ton of end of decade lists either. So I wonder with you guys, like what is like, what, how is this movie in your eyes nowadays? Like what, what, where does it lie in your experience, you know, with, with other people? Well, just not just that. I wanted to a little expand upon, you know, how a movie, fans would typically have like their top five or like they'll debate what's this director's list you know like how would you rank you know their yeah. filmography oh well, right right yeah Quran, like you will almost like everyone will have gravity now at the bottom of his <laughs> filmography no, that, that's a good point yeah no yeah. one's just gravity one no yeah right like if you said gravity one you might get like slapped in the face like it's <laughs> yeah definitely you're asking looks. for trouble they might yeah. look at you like you have a third eye yeah that's that's a good right. point that's a good point yeah right yeah. and, and I, I even mean, with us like that was sorry to cut you off Mateo, but like it with us as soon as gravity was brought up as an option for the first episode it was like we all simultaneously knew this had to be the one because mm -hmm, there's mm -hmm. been such a weird transition with this film over time. Yeah. And it's Increased not been like apathy. Yeah. Right. And it, it was, there was nothing that specifically like, there was no moment that happened to this film. There was no controversy. There was no like, yes. Oh, this actor did something. The director did something. And now the film's tainted, you know, mm -hmm. it's more mm -hmm. just as the years go on, people want to think about and talk about it less. 
and which made us want to talk about it more. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, yeah, and that, that became the sweet spot for this pod. Yeah, uh, Mateo, what are you thinking? Yeah, I mean, like, to me, it's like, it's not even, it's not even that. I mean, like, obviously, yeah, I think the critical reputation has, like, maybe, like, like, declined a little bit, but also, mm-hmm. like, I don't think, I don't think anybody even talks about it. It's just, like, mm. it's like it disappeared. Like, <laughs> it, it feels like it was, like, exiled or something. Like, mm-hmm. and I, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't really... And it I didn't do anything wrong. That. Yeah, <laughs> it did. It, it did. According to the numbers, it did everything right. You know. Yeah. yeah. And, and and that's and that's what's so fascinating about it is that like, and, and I was looking at the reviews too because because again, it's like I feel like if you ask someone like, if you ask these these folks that are being like yeah three and a half out of five for gravity, they'll say like I mean yeah it's technically impressive but like you know but that's about it. When I was reading back the reviews on the time, almost every single critic, almost everyone was like going out of their way to say, yes, this is an achievement technically. It was, there was always a comma, but like it's the emotions, George it's the Clooney storytelling, like, yeah. it's the performances, it's everything like else is coming through. Like all of that is spectacular, you know? Like yeah. the whole, oh, this movie didn't age well because the story isn't there that conversation wasn't really happening. Like that, that wasn't happening upon release. Everyone's like, no, this is, this is good at everything, you know? And this, yeah, so absolutely. I have a theory. I have a theory as to why maybe it's fallen off as to why, why it is the way that it is nowadays. But, I, but what do you guys think about that? I think that the comma, but mm-hmm. is something people turned against the film that mm-hmm. they're, that mm-hmm. they, that they heard, all these things about a story and then they'd like all of a sudden be like what story it's just people Mm -hmm. like flying through space dodging (laughs) debris and you're you just you look at them like well it's it's a character study or it's a a character movie personal it's like that's the story okay Okay. and that was the debate that i used to have back in what 2014 like 14, 15 year old me would have these debates. <laughs> yeah, when you're in I'm the like, trenches. Yeah. It's Sandra Bullock's movie, is it not? And they're like, no, it's an action film about space, de- space debris. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that there was always kind of like an intertangling of like some people just weren't gripped by what Coron was trying to do with the film. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. if I remember correctly, and what the cover tells us, there is a much more deeper. No. <laughs> uh, character arc going on in the film right. than someone just surviving in space exactly that, that that's a good read the whole some people being like oh where's the plot and all these things and that and that even though that is where the critics may have pivoted being like that's why it's good it's because it's such a personal journey like he, like yeah. he's finding the humanity you know M- mateo what about you also i mean like i think part of it is that i think just like we're we're also looking at like alfonso cuaron a director who like it drops like in in the 21st century like drops a movie like like every five to seven years he doesn't mm-hmm. work that much mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. kind of the last like critical like darling success for the two like for like those two like movie stars like sandra bullock and george clooney like mm-hmm. obviously they they still act and i still love them i still think they're great but like they have not i don't think either mm-hmm. one of them has had mm-hmm. a project that is I don't know, like the average like young person is not like thinking about like going to go see the George Clooney movie. That's a really good read. It's like that's a really good point. Cause I was actually I was even I was looking at Sandra as much as I love photography. Sandra Bullock like doesn't have it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the silent majority of Ticket to Paradise stands is yes, sir. I Mateo, we saw the empty, the empty row 
that was designated for Tick the Paradise Blu-rays at Target. It was empty. People are out yes, there. Yes, sir. Um, did. It was. That's a good point. But Sandra Bullock, like, she's come back more in the last year or so, but, like, hasn't had that many roles since this movie. And, like, Clooney is, like, he's still Clooney. But, again, he's, you know, yeah, it, I mean, it, not as much in the conscious. Like, Quaron, he's not, like, film guys. Like, you know, people in the film, like, know, like, if a Quaron project's happening because he's, like, amazing. But, again, he's not, like, he's not cranking out projects. And, again, also in the public consciousness. That's a, that's a great read as well. It's just, like, these people just, like, aren't super active, you know? And, like, and, and as mm. a result, like, if their names were coming up more, we'd probably be referencing their past works more. And that would include gravity. And that's, that's just like another, another symptom, you know? And I think when I mentioned earlier, how like even young me was like, I don't know if I can like watch this again, unless it's in the theater, you know, I think because we've already made some comparisons to avatar already. And I, and, and also upon the reviews in the time, you know, along with the, you know, all the praise for the emotions and the story and the technical aspects. It's like, there were people who were just like, this is like, like you, like, this is a must-see theater experience. See this on the biggest screen possible and all that. And, 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 you know, and those semantics, those words are used with Avatar a lot as well. And I'm thinking maybe it's like, maybe the way it's fallen out of the modern discourse or like modern, you know, conversation and culture and all that is kind of the thing is like Avatar, they are both almost designed to exist maybe solely in the movie theater you know it's like it's mm. like these things are like it's like these are these things are meant to be experienced fully like is a full course meal in the theater it's like you get everything you need yeah. from from being in that room and it's like and, and like it's not existed in like the what ifs or the things on the margins or like the like theories on like these are not theory movies they're not screen rant article movies like five no. biggest what you know what the f questions from gravity it's just yeah. like you know like yeah. these are these are not theory and, and all this applies to avatar as well these are such such visceral sensory bombardment yes sensory theater experiences that like and maybe that like locks them to the moment because it's not like you can just be like yeah i'm gonna go see gravity this weekend in the theater it's like no that's not, that's not how that works you know it's like yeah. <laughs> it, had, it had its time frame and, and and maybe that's just that like and maybe maybe almost the movie is content and not having like discourse nowadays other than just being universally known as good, you know, but, but, but the heartbreaking aspect of that is the way people have become more apathetic, you know, uh, due, to, right. maybe due to lack of conversation. So that description you were doing there for a second about a full course meal and just for the theaters uh -huh. felt like it was teetering on what Scorsese calls theme park movies. <laughs> and Oh, but then you, well, uh -huh, you, you, uh -huh. you pulled back and said that it's not a screen rant top five question movie, which is exactly <laughs> what the theme park Marvel movies are. Yes. So, yeah. yeah like it's, okay, I, I yeah. appreciate that. Because because it's still, because it's not just, because and that's and that's where the critics praise the movie. It's not just a thrill ride, you know? And there is there is a value to like being thrilled for two hours straight, but right. it, it's it, it's an emotional, like, you know. Yeah, you're thrilled because you 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 want Sandra Bullock to make it. No, exactly, exactly. Like you are mm -hmm. feeling a, a, like a nuanced emotions, you know. And even Mr. New York Times was like, it's rewriting the rules of sin. Like you know, it's like, <laughs> it is you know, it, it's pushing. That. It was A. O. Scott of the New York Times. Whoa, A. O. Scott, yeah, yeah. yeah okay, no, yeah, he yeah. was he was cooking. Um, and so and so you know, there's admiration for the way it was playing with just the the medium, you know, with you know movie making as a whole, you know, which again separates it from the whole the theme park thing, you know, because um, yeah, yeah. it's because no one's as someone who you know has and, and, and you know it tries to find enjoyment in Marvel movies, like you're not like 
yeah, like you're not like how are we like reinventing the wheel, you know, with the marbles. It's like you know, it's right. like, oh, like, <laughs> like that's well, that's you're also not j- jumping out of your seat when Sandra Bullock grabs the cord, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the- theater reacts to <laughs> yeah. George Clooney first line in Gravity. Yeah, is which, George which... Clooney worthy to pick up Mjolnir? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> discussion. Top ten Gravity characters that could pick up Mjolnir. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Top top two gravity characters that might defeat top Thanos. Two. That that could that could defeat Thanos. Yeah. The, uh, the voice over the comms back on back in Houston. That's one yeah. of the characters. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He that that voice actually appeared in comic issue forty one. He's like, and he might he might get his own Disney Plus some six episode of that. <laughs> um. Gosh dang it, we we've, we've been poisoned. Um. But so okay. Uh. And any last words on what are you know what we're hoping from this rewatch and uh, and how uh, again we talked about the theater experience how we intend to you know engage with this rewatch what are you guys thinking I think I'm excited. If I come out of it and I give it like a clean four stars I'll be like yeah man <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's man. what I want I just don't I, want to I don't want to be disappointed I, I uh-huh. oh man I don't want to be disappointed by this uh-huh. movie. Uh-huh. Yeah, I I agree. I think if I go in and like there's like that pit in my stomach where it's like it wasn't as good as I remember, mm-hmm. I'm I'm gonna be a little bummed going into the post watch. But I I don't think it's gonna happen. From no, what yeah. I remember, the beats that this movie hits, I I I think it's gonna be a really like amazing rewatch. Right. So. No, exactly. I I appreciate. It. Okay, We're, we all wanna we all wanna enjoy this, you know. And when I yeah. see all the praise it received at the time, the things critics were saying, I'm like. They said this for a reason, man. Like they weren't like yeah. they, it, it wasn't yeah, it wasn't like big, big cinema is trying to corrupt, you know, like they wasn't they weren't paying off these critics mm-hmm. to say these things, you know. Yeah. And and so obviously none of us will be able to watch this in a in a theater in the next 48 hours. Um <laughs> but yeah, I'm thinking I, I but I will make sure to try and watch this at night, you know. This is definitely not, mm-hmm. I mean. Again, I think if you watch this during the day, you're sick. Like this is like if, <laughs> if, there's, picture, yeah. if there's glare on your TV watching Gravity, it's like, bro, it's like that. That is not the movie's fault. Like that is uh, you're fighting the movie at that point. No, yeah, yeah. I'll I'll yeah. make sure I have some have some good headphones on. Um, or, or you know, if I had a good soundboard, that'd work as well. Uh, get, get a mm. noise complaint from the neighbors. Um, <laughs> get that get that award winning score bumping. You know. Um, yeah. Gosh, give, give, give it a chance that's all i'll say give it a chance can you imagine if i just heel turn and i'm just like oh i get it i see like this is like <laughs> i'm gonna learn it all in p i don't even know what instrument the score uses like i'm i'm, I'm learning all the p i, I started youtube okay honestly the only thing i remember about gravity is just i don't actually don't want to spoil it but i just remember at the very end of the movie just <gasps> catching my breath for a second at the end Whoa. that's all I, that's that goes i don't hard. think I don't think I can remember like any specific plot details. I maybe I, remember like one line of dialogue, and that's yeah, it. <laughs> no, that's fair. I I remember, yeah. Again, when when I had all the seventh grade homies pulling up, I do remember the movie starting, and it starts with these like I think these like swelling strings. Again, it's been so long. I remember like being really nervous in my seat for some reason. I was like, bro, like I was like, is my my is my heart about to beat out my chest? Like, is this like? <laughs> Well, like, did I lead the friends astray? Like, it, it, it's gonna be too intense. But no, baby, it was it was it was awesome. Um, but yeah, okay. So what we're gonna do now, um, you know, sometime uh in, in the very near future, probably in the next, you know, 24, 48 hours, we will all watch this movie. Uh, we'll have a little intermission, and when we come back, we will discuss the film. So this marks the end of like the spoiler-free conversation. And hopefully you guys want to watch the movie too, unless in the second half. 
Um, if you not, we'll be 48 hours closer to death when you see us again. Yeah, that <laughs> well, sure. <laughs> uh, what? <laughs> uh, maybe, I mean, maybe, maybe my heart will beat through my chest with gravity. Maybe, maybe this, this movie will send me into cardiac arrest. If that's the case, five stars. I mean, it has to like, if, if a movie yeah. has a health effect on you, minimum five stars. Um, so yeah, okay, thank you all. If you've listened this far already, thank you so much. Um, and we hope to see you on the other side. Okay, all right. <laughs> see, see you guys in a minute. And we're back. Okay, us three have uh, returned safely from um, the ISS station. Yes, uh, we are. We are the sole survivors of, of this fatal debris incident. Um, and we've been given a second chance at life uh, to discuss our thoughts on this movie, uh, which which I am very amped to talk about. Okay, we so us three have all given Gravity rewatch. Like I think all of our first since 2013. Like yeah, <laughs> since for sure. since then. And and we and us three have like minimally discussed our thoughts about it. We've kind of kept to ourselves. We we slept on it. We gave it twenty four hours. Um, all we know is just what each other put on Letterboxd. Um, and that's it. and that's about it. So um, we'll just start with some general thoughts. So how about uh, spoiler spoiler heavy by the way? Like it, oh, like, we are diving have, yeah. in spoilers. We are diving in spoilers. This is a deep dive for Gravity. Yeah. So Mateo, start us off. Okay, I just want to say. I mean, George Clooney. instantly like i mean is there anybody else in in the 21st century who could have done that role as well as he did no not a chance i am so glad you are starting here i i i I, at one point if there was a lull in the conversation i was i was just gonna go the 2013 nominees for best supporting actor were jonah hill for wolf of wall street Michael Fassbender for 12 Years a Slave, Bradley Cooper for American Hustle, Barkin Abdi for Captain Phillips, and Jared Leto, who won for Dallas Buyers Club. There was room for George. Like, there was room <laughs> yes! for George in there. Like, I George deserved it. He was so good in this, so much better than I remember. It's like perfect line reading after perfect line reading. He is amazing. Yeah. And, and it's also like, if there's anybody that you want to be like, the voice in your ear, like keeping yes. you calm. Oh my like, god! Walking you through this like terrifying ordeal. It's George Clooney. Like it's mm-hmm. the casting is perfect, and then he just executes it like effortlessly well, which is you know I guess what he's famous for. It's like it's just <laughs> incredible. Like one one thousand percent. That, that's something Sandra Bullock like I, I I saw in an interview she said from the time like she said that George has that voice that quote everything's going to be okay you know like he's yeah. like like he yeah. is that like emotional crutch like voice and ear so then when he like inevitably like departs from the film it's like you like you feel it it's crazy yeah, yeah. I mean this this is absolutely a hot take but it's my favorite George Clooney performance like it's solidified it for me and I know I know that is like an absolute crazy take but it's a as a personal thing his vibes in this film are immaculately (laughs) perfect like he just makes me feel at home and like I it's no it's perfect he's like a warm blanket of a character but not in a like oh, this is a perfect human being. Like, he's still very much like a person, you know? He's not just like an ideal of a character, but like, yeah. he is, yeah. I mean, he's, he, he, he's, he's so, so amazing. Definitely a, um, a top two um space George Clooney performance between, <laughs> <laughs> between this that and Solaris. That and Solaris, yeah. <laughs> Solaris. Which, I, 
if, if we have time at the end, some some Solaris thoughts. But of course, like we can't talk about Clooney, of course, without talking about Sandra Bullock. And like, I, I don't know what, you know, what else there is to say other than like, if Sandra Bullock isn't like wholly believable in this movie, the movie probably doesn't work. Like, you know, like yeah. she like, she kind of has to be perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I was thinking like, there was like that whole like joke throughout 2022 like of people talking about like how puss in boots 2 has like a really realistic depiction of a panic attack. <laughs> yeah yeah and, and and then i'm like watching this movie now i'm like wait that's kind of what sandra's doing like, it, it really does she really is selling it and like yeah you're just alone with her the whole time and like she's kind of mm-hmm. like talking to herself and i think at the beginning I was thinking like, okay, this is like a little like hacky that she keeps talking to herself. But as the movie goes on, I'm realizing I'm like, no, wait, she's just like, she's just trying to keep herself calm. Like insane. Trying to stay yeah. sane. Yeah. It's so Especially like, when she loses George, she like kind of has to like, because George is talking yeah. for her and stuff. Yeah. It's such a believable, it's such a believable interpretation. I, I really like over time, I think started to like click so much with her character. Like mm-hmm. absolutely 100%. No, yeah, well said. Um, my biggest thing, and this will probably be for a lot of the movies that we end up doing, but I, I thought the screenplays would stood out to me the most on, on rewatch. <laughs> I I was almost floored by some of like the lines that I was hearing. <laughs> um, well, because what I genuinely thought it was mostly going to be a visual fest. That's what I was preparing yes. myself for. Me too. And um, I, we joked about the the wine, not beer. Uh, uh, line before but yeah. there are a lot of things there's a specific line reading um that sandra has when she's explaining the death of her child mm. um mm. and there's that that really calm moment i think before everything really goes wrong again where mm. they're having this heart to heart he's trying to figure like kind of dig deep into like you can almost even see the reasoning behind why george is doing this like he's like i need her to find something back on earth to keep fighting for to get back to like I, I need wow. like to like dig in here because she seems really lost right now. Mm-hmm. And when she starts talking about how her child died and how she fell over, she just says like the stupidest thing. Like 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 yeah. she just calls it the stupidest oh. thing. And it it's the way she trails off after saying that. Like you know you know that that's literally just how she's seen life from just from that exact moment that like yeah. any, at any anything can end it all at any moment this crap comes um, at you for like seemingly no reason yeah yeah yeah, I mean, yeah. just like the space sequence. debris no yeah that's it's yeah, yeah that's that's, that's some core on said yeah the, the debris is like metaphorical yeah just for all the obstacles in like quite literally crap that life throws at you and you just it, it, it is a, it yeah. is a, a like yeah a like quietly symbolic film like yeah yes with 100%. the debris like there's like there's like a lot of like the exploration of like there's like the 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 whole visual of like the ISS getting like torn apart by debris. Mm. It's so like it's actually yeah. like very beautiful, but it's yeah. also like fatal and like it, it's gonna kill them all. But like it's also like beautiful in like this really like twisted sense. Like no, I yeah, the VFX boys were dapping each other up the entire time <laughs> while making this movie. They, I was they, like, they went crazy. I was really struck like yeah, like. I think like I kind of get like the why people like reacted to that movie the way they did because like it's not just the visuals it's like what the visuals are like serving 
for the 100 like 100 it is it is like it's a much like deeper more like interesting film than i than i remembered well i would have almost characterized it as a horror film in a lot of ways mm. like it it really felt it's, closer to like an ooh, atmospheric ooh. horror rather than just like uh we're focusing on a character it, yeah um, or, or if like the debris is like like the it's, it's like a slasher movie and the debris is like the killer you know it's yes. like, and it, it's yeah just, there's, like, a, it's there's literally a timer coming. yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah. yeah it is before i i want to i want to get into the cgi in that conversation too because because i think you had a really good point of saying how it's not just like it's not just like oh it looks nice there's so much intention and meaning behind it um but but one last note on the script and i'm so glad you mentioned that scene uh when, you, when she's talking about her daughter because i i remember watching that like that is even at the time back in like 2013 watching it it's like that is that is something that did stick with me out of the movie is just the way she talks mm -hmm. about it and how it's just how simply written that is. And she's just like, she fell yeah. and hit her head. It was so stupid. And I'm like, and that like really like struck a chord with 13 year old me at the time. I'm like, wow, like that is quietly profound and heartbreaking. And, but it's an overused term, but like this really is one of the most economic scripts I've ever seen in my life. Yes. Like, like also, it yeah, goes, gravity's 90, like it's like 90 minutes long. 90 minutes. Yes. It, we don't see that anymore. Like it yeah. blasts through all the plot explanation, all the character development. Like it's just so it, it like it's so sufficient in all of those regards. Like and again, so tightly paced, which says you know more a lot about the editing and the directing too. Cause I mean, <laughs> I mean, holy smokes, like that that first hour is quintessential no bathroom break filmmaking like that is, <laughs> yeah. like if like if you're checking your phone during the first hour like you're a sicko like that is so, <laughs> yeah. like holy holy smokes and like and before yeah. we get uh, deeper in the cgi i guess just like uh, in terms of my, like, like my like general thoughts on it we're just kind of starting generals that this movie is just like it i'm it, it just it just feels undeniable in, in so many ways and it just feels like everything a genre film should be and like in like holistically speaking, it's like I know there are other space movies, but like like there's nothing quite like this movie. Like there wasn't anything quite like it before. And 10 years removed, there hasn't really been anything quite like it since. You know, like there's some yeah. sequence. It's like Interstellar and Ad Astra have some sequences that maybe resemble it's, it's I like was added, gonna mention yeah. Ad Astra is probably the closest attempt to do something uh, like gravity, but right. with this with the sequence, which again, like mixed mixed thoughts on ad astra maybe we, we revisit that one one day but the scene <laughs> when he literally falls from outer he just falls the human falls from outer space back into the atmosphere unreal and that has some gravity vibes but like that being said like this is a one-of-a-kind film and i almost wanted to just yeah. like sit in that for a sec it's like the value to that it's like <laughs> like this is a film and with in many ways no peer and that is just something that like, it's, cannot it's be directed by granted. such a singular voice right like 100 yeah it's like it, it is it is such yeah. it is such an achievement which which makes the apathy we've discussed like almost heartbreaking because it's like guys it's like this it's like like we don't like we we don't have to be getting movies like this you know like i, I would love to live in a world where we have more stuff like this you know or such such singular works and it's just, yeah, it's just like effortlessly doing stuff you've just never seen before and you just like haven't really seen since. And it's just, again, it's like so much of this movie is so easy to fall apart at any moment, but it's just so mm -hmm. tight. It's just like, like, it, it, it's, it, it's like, it's like a Jenga tower and it's like one wrong block. And it's like, well, this movie just, just like, like, like a house of cards is just done. Yeah. I want to, I want to comment because I think I, I think I mentioned this in the pre, in the pre-show, uh, mm -hmm before we watch the movie but 
I was really interested to see what the cinematography mm. was going to look like. <laughs> and yeah. let me yeah. say, I mean, the the digital the digital filmmaking <laughs> in space, like the way the light, the way the the like grain of the film looks, like mm-hmm. everything mm-hmm. about it, it's like delectable. <laughs> it's the only word that I can think of. Like it is great like, word. Ugh. It's just it's perfect. It's perfect. It it could well, not have been better than that. Olympian. Well, yeah. a lot of one like oneers, like just one takes. Yes. And camera following, but one of the most unforced like segments of oneers that you will ever see. Mm-hmm. Like so necessary and effortless too, because it's not like oh I'm gonna keep latching onto a subject and just follow that. Yeah. The camera moves with such purpose. And that yeah, that 100%. really helps you as an audience member feel like I'm being taken on a journey by a trusted individual, a trusted auteur who knows where like, I want to put you emotionally. And so I read something. Yeah. I read something so cool about the light in that movie and like how they lit it with yes. like individual LEDs, mm-hmm. because like that's kind of the way that like light in space is just kind of unfiltered. Like there's no atmosphere. Ooh. There's no scattering. Mm. So like the the way that like light interacts with the characters in that movie, like it's it's like so like kind of like bright and distinct and clear. Like that that lighting is just it's so incredible. Like I really think that like there you could there's so many wrong ways to go with that. And like yeah. it could have looked really like murky and like bland and and just kind of ugly. And yeah. I think yeah. I think it nailed it. I think it really nailed it. I, I, I fully agree. You guys are taking the words out of my mouth. And I'm so glad you, you praise the wonders for their intention and all that. Cause that was one of the notes I wrote is that these are not, these are not wonders for the sake of wonders. Like these are not trying to be showy. Like, cause he, cause Alfonso Cuaron, his, his film before this was a children of men in 2007. And that movie, uh, a lot of the praise did come for it's like, or came from it's, you know, it's long take yeah. action sequences. You know, Quaron is, is no stranger to two long takes and he really doubles down on it here. And uh, that first shot, the opening shot of the movie, there is not a cut until, until the 13 minute mark. And it's totally unbelievable. It just full, you become fully absorbed into the film because of that. And, and these wonders, like the way it communicates the scope and like you, your, as the viewer, your spatial awareness during all. Yes. These scenes, yeah. Is, absolutely is absolutely immaculate because of the way the camera is moving and it's just like it's always going to the place it needs to be like it, it is absolutely remarkable and like and it helps with the pacing and, and part of the reason they filmed it in this way uh, sandra bullock said that like part of the reason they did these wonders was it like she said it doesn't give you the chance to like catch your breath or like almost catch up with your feelings like there are yeah. no cuts she's like, she's like there aren't cuts in real life like you just keep going and oh. then you just and it like forces you to stick I with it. it. No, yeah, no, I I thought that was awesome. And and one other thing in the cinematography that that I made a note of that this is just a a Hall of Fame POV movie. Like the POV shots, I was just going to start person. mentioning that. Are doing yeah, doing the like the first person like Sandra Bullock uh, point of view shots are just doing the Lord's work in this film. Like it is it is truly amazing because so much of what this film is trying to do is trying to make it feel like you know like you are there, like mm-hmm. you are in peril, you are alone in space right now. And, yeah, and, and it's not it's not showy. It's not doing it for the sake of being flashy. It is all with intention, and it's just like so utterly effective and dread inducing and anxiety inducing. It's it's it's. I gotta really- say, 
Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm not super sure how I felt about some of the first person. Mm-hmm. Some of it I think worked, mm-hmm. and and some of it was like, eh, I don't know. I was a little, I, I was a little yeah. less like universal okay. on on some of the first person, but the first use of it when the camera follows Sandra into oh, her helmet yes. when yes. she's spinning, that was the best use of it in my opinion because, because yes. it gives you're the, spinning with her. Yes. Oh no, that was like genuinely nauseating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is, I they'll show that. you that in in a film class. Like that is, I mean, yeah, because like what better way than to like communicate yeah, nausea and disorientation than like then then, then yeah then, then like, to give it to you. Disorienting. Yeah. And and that was another thing I wrote. It's just like if the camera isn't moving as masterfully as it is, like, or, or if you're shooting these scenes in almost any other way, like it's gonna be disorienting in the bad way. Like this movie, right. when it wants to disorient you, it will, and it's intentional, and it's good and effective. But otherwise, it's like there's a version of this movie where you're like, I don't know what I'm watching right now. Yeah. Like, where, where, right. like where, where are the people? Like, even when George Clooney's off camera, like you know where he is, you know, and mm-hmm. it's just, it, it, and that's it's, and that's really yeah, that's down to Quaron being such a good director and knowing yeah. mm-hmm. where everything is kind of taking place and, and putting it all together so well. No, I was I'm on board with you what you were saying, Mateo, about the first person shots that not all of it was working for me because at times I, and this is maybe just the, the gamer part of me coming out but like i did feel <laughs> like you know the the jumping around and yeah. feeling a little bit more like an action set piece yeah trying to like grab onto stuff i'm just like <laughs> i wasn't feeling the physics of it as much and being like oh this is looking a little cgi to me but beyond that i can absolutely still see why they were doing it it's just that not not every one of those shots was like really immersing me as much as some of the other ones were so it was kind of i think it went like 50 50 mm-hmm. for me mm-hmm. that yeah, is that, that's totally fair that is one of the few things i bumped on was yeah I, I remember in one of those pov shots i was like it's kind of it's kind of giving ps5 game like a little <laughs> yeah bit. i saw yeah. some ass in one of those space stations i was like okay all right i was like well again i'm not dwelling on it i'm not i won't get caught up in the the granular right I was like, all right. I was like, that's well, it's earned a pass, but well, I totally we'll forgive. Yeah. yeah. And there's also, you know, I'll forgive it because the VFX were so good. Yes. Yeah. There was one bit where the movie started to worry me. I'll be completely honest. Mm. That is right after she loses Cloney. She's calling out to him. Mm-hmm. And out of nowhere, this fire starts. Mm-hmm. And she's like jumping around and like trying to dodge <laughs> the fire for like two minutes. Yeah. And I was like, did this like? It felt like the movie like just completely turned into like an like a all out action film rather than a horror film for me. Mm-hmm. And I was worried about like the pacing there. Like it felt like the script was like, we need to get her out of here sooner rather than later. So let's create <laughs> a reason like a fire just started to get her out of here. You saw the mechanics and that, a little bit mm-hmm. exactly. And that was, but I just wanted to like mention that because that was the only time in the movie that I, I saw the mechanic. The other times. The yeah. movie felt very natural, very like the pacing was brilliant. Yes. Um, that was really the only time where I was like, wait, but then the rest of it, I was like, wait, I'm in. Yeah. Chris, it, it, yeah. Oh, yes. I want, I want to mention this now. Uh, I, this is kind of an abrupt change of gears, but I do want to bring this up because you talked about sure. it a lot. How did you feel about the score? <laughs> yes. I Great have, question. No, I, I, th- th- thank you so much. Um, <laughs> I, I have some thoughts prepared. So, okay. Okay, while, while I'm not retracting my previous take uh, uh, of it being a wrongful win over her, I, I do still believe her should have won. But 
but I, I do have a newfound appreciation for what the score accomplishes because mm-hmm. it's what well, of what of uh, Chris's lesson here is that it's a little unfair to compare a score like this to her because this is a score that is function over form. You know, it's not yeah. it's not trying to oh, be like yes. it's not trying to be overtly beautiful music, but the score is playing such an important role and it does yes. it so well because it is up to because of the movie and the way it is faithfully, you know, following the fact that there's no noise in space, like, it is up to, like, this score and, like, Sandra Bullock's panting to, like, fill the soundscape during all the set pieces and all those yeah. things. Yeah. And it has to, like, communicate all these tonal shifts on just a dime. Like, it, it is just, mm. it, it is just so note perfect in that way. So I have, I have a lot of respect for it. He cooked, he cooked. He, yeah. He did a <laughs> it kind of reminded me. Perfect score. It kind of reminded me of uh, a little bit of kind of what Ludwig Göransson would would Ooh, do come to yeah. do later on, you know, with stuff. That's like an that. interesting comparison. I, I like I, that. I, I did think about Oppenheimer a little bit about the way it's like the music is intentionally drawing attention to other things. You know, it, it's like mm-hmm. it's trying to propulse the you know things other than yeah. itself on the screen. So yeah. It, it helps the pacing of the film, to be honest. Like, they're, they, yeah. it creates a, a ticking clock at times, and obviously the mm-hmm. sense of dread. But mm-hmm. um, it's a very hard overall, score. Exactly, but it's like mm-hmm. it's not the kind of score where it's like you're going to be listening to like the opening track of the yeah. film. <laughs> no, yeah, you know? it's like it's almost designed to. I mean, again, aside from maybe that last track, which we, which you mentioned before, and, and it, it is a beautiful track. Aside from that, yeah. it is designed to not be listened to outside the movie, unless you again, unless you're like, man. Like t- today's been too uh, relaxing and peaceful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was gonna say check, check on your friends if they're listening to the Gravity score yeah. by themselves. <laughs> yeah, that. that yeah, I want to have anxiety today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but and one one last thing on just the cinematography, because again, like uh, the the Oscar was, sure. it was totally earned. That was amazing. I just want to say during. Well, may, maybe the most aside from the uh, when she's floating, it's, it's like the extreme wide shot of Sandra Bullock like spinning and floating back into the abyss. Like aside from which is an amazing, amazing shot and so so freaking scary. Um, it's like the embryo shot when she finally takes off all her her gear. Oh. It's like it's like the DVD cover. That shot, yeah. I'm like watching like the 20 seconds where that shot slowly forms. I'm like, it, it, it's like the the NBA. This is why we play. I'm like, this is why we make movies, man. I'm like, this is yeah. seriously. Like, I'm like, is this just what it's all about? Like that is. How did it formulate so naturally? Is my question. Like that, yeah. like to make that look as organic as it did blows my mind. Still, I mean, it's um, just because Quaron is a good director. It's and... it's movie magic. That that yeah. is. Yeah. It's such a quiet moment and. And again, that's like what takes this movie to another level is those quiet moments. You know, it's not just awesome set pieces and which I mean, the set pieces are enough to make it a really cool film. But of like, course. But, you know, but yeah, it, no, it you really, that, that really kind of is the part that gets slept on is like all of those quiet moments are so good. Right. One, yeah. Like, and, and to call out another quiet moment that was great is the dream sequence with George oh, Clooney coming back. That, that is um, the that, that's the, the Oscar cheer worthy moment when George Clooney the... <laughs> re enters the capsule. You know, I think when I was thirteen, room. I might have thought that was real. Like, Dude, for, for I, let me tell you, I did. A I did when I was thirteen. I was like, we are yeah. so bad. We have never been more bad. And then we are <laughs> right now with George. When, when he tells you when he's like, it was a hell of a story. You're just like. Uh, yeah. I was like, I'm sure it was George. Like, sure. <laughs> and that's 
Um, and, and we've talked about the CGI a bit, and I really want to dive into that right now and how Quaron's so magical with it. And we, you know, and this kind of a, you know, collates with with our actor discussion is that uh, one note that I wrote while watching, I just said the humanity makes the CGI world real, and that's in in a quote Alfonso Quaron said. He he like always said when he was talking with his VFX team, he just said like if you believe the faces and you believe the actors, everything else falls into place, and that's yeah, wow. and I th- and also it's a testament to like his ability to pull these performances in these like uh, these minimalist sets like again they're just in like a white cube and he's just like again has to it is just a, a such a feat of acting directing to get them to understand the stakes and what exactly is happening in the screen and like and cgi this is such a textbook example and, and you can say this about you know uh, we've made a lot of avatar comparisons already and this applies you well like it's not just like good CGI is not just a matter of, you know, like it looking crisp and having good technology. It's like, it's the implementation and, and the intention behind mm-hmm. it, like Mateo was saying and how it's being used. And I was watching a behind the scenes thing with the, uh, with the VFX team who worked on it. And part of the reason, like, even though when they got the task, they were like, no, this is impossible. They were like, this movie is not feasible. <laughs> like this is impossible. Yeah. Even though it was so daunting. They were so excited to work on it because of how involved Alfonso Cuaron, like Cuaron was. Like it wasn't just he was like you know he didn't just ship off the footage and say okay like you know here's six months get it back to me. Like Finish he it, was yeah. he was in the trenches with the VFX team and it was so exact with what he wanted. And that's how you get something like this. You know you don't just like you know it, it, because Marvel's been criticized so much for CGI lately, and that's just because they'll you know ship it off to some studio and they'll want five different iterations and they just. There's such a, it's just a lack of intention and they're working with twice the budget and they, and they're not getting half, you know, as good of results. So I, I think it's just, it yeah, it really is like be the textbook for how, if you want to have CGI in your movie, you should probably be studying like this and Avatar and, you know, other stuff like that. Again, your movie doesn't have to be this heavy on CGI, but like, yeah, sure. this, this is the blueprint. If you no, want. yeah. Cause it's like, it's the same thing really with. I think with editing and mm. with like anything else, like the more involved and the more the director cares mm. about each process of the, of like the craft of the film, I think you just get a better result. That's just how yeah. it is. Like, yeah, it's just a wholly realized vision, you know? And, and we talked about how gravity is 80% CGI, like, uh, which is insane because especially against uh, Avatar 60%. Now I was thinking while watching, it's like, that's almost it's almost brilliant in a way because a lot of times when you say something is bad cgi it's because of the discrepancy between what's real on the screen and what isn't and it's just like okay it's like the scenes are so easy but when everything's cgi it's like it it, like there's no discrepancy it's like you're like you're you're never pulled out of the film because it's just like you're kind of living in it and so i I was was like okay that's almost like a clever workaround but again it still has to look so so good but i i just thought that was you know an an, an interesting Mm -hmm. Thing to and observe. I think again, when the light, like I brought up before, when the light interacts, like I think, mm-hmm. like bad CGI, a lot of times it's like the way that the light interacts with like backgrounds or like textures, like mm-hmm. looks weird, and like sure the crispness. That yes, got, yes, it's just like it's perfect. no, that, that's yeah, a absolutely. great point, and it took a long time. Like you know, intention goes a long way, but again, it takes time, and I, that was something I heard about. Uh, for the making of Sunshine, uh, another space movie from 2007, which uh, I absolutely love and adore and would recommend to anybody. But that CGI is like weirdly good and crisp for even I think for a 2007 space movie. But like it, it was on the Blank Check podcast, they were talking about like why it looks so good, and that's just because like 
they just let the like they gave the VFX team so much time. Like they finished it in like 05 or something like that. Gave the VFX team like a year and a half to work on it. Like they just wow. did not rush them at all. And it came out in 07. And so, and that's part of it too. Gravity took four years to make, you know, it, it's, if you want to have CGI in your movie, you have to be mm -hmm. patient as well. And that's, again, so, again, and not the Marvel, like we, our deadline is November. Like, let's like, I hope you didn't want to go home tonight. You know, let's, <laughs> let's go oh, for but they're yeah. earning those strikes. That's all I'll say. Yeah, <laughs> one one million percent. And but yeah, there's just so much to love in this movie. Um, I have a little note of just like miscellaneous kind of just things I loved. I for some reason a small moment that I'm like, that's just again, like this is what it's all about. I'm just eating this up. Is when when Sandra Bullock, when she's trying to untether her like escape pod from the station, mm -hmm. and you just you just see the debris has is starting to hit the station, but she can't hear it. Again, it's like because of the simple, oh. there's no sound space. So you just like you're like turn. It's like the 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 Walter White car meme, like trying to shout at Hank. You're like Hank, the debris hit the station. <laughs> it's like turn around, but like and it's just it's just like it's just such an amazing little choice. I mean, I have a small moment when George and Sandra are trying to get a uh, they do the one propel and to grasp onto the ship and they're going mm -hmm. through the whole like mm -hmm. trying to grasp onto something there's mm -hmm. one moment where sandra her foot's tangled so she's oh. she's all good george is trying to like grab her hand and he says give me five i'm <laughs> like this dude has the confidence to be like cracking jokes like but in a non-marble way yeah. where it's like so yes. endearing but it's and like because george Clooney is the only one who can do that He's the exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Just stuff that's like a, that. That's a great point. That, that's a great point. Again, it's a really, it's an unexpectedly snappy and 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 kind of quippy script, and it, it's it, but it yes. works. You know, it, it's all earned. You know, it, you can Josh have it at the height of his powers. No, I just, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. It's like yes, even in a movie as like sometimes bleak as this one. Like again, le levity is still possible. I don't know if we talked about this in the pregame at all, but some of the like almost like pseudo criticism this movie came under fire for was the like scientific accuracy. And like, I'm gonna be honest, like whoever's going to the movies or to gravity for no perfect scientific accuracy, it's like, I'm sure you're just a hoot at parties. I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure. That's <laughs> like, it's just you know, so not the point. I'm sure they're, you know, maybe there were some flaws with the debris, but again, it's like not the point. Don't, not people the point. only ask those questions when they care about the movie. You know, it's like that's <laughs> almost like a. It's almost just like a product of its success, really. That, uh, yeah, it's like a self-defeating. Yeah, that they care that much about it. There's nobody, nobody like nobody's asking those questions about like a shitty movie that no one cares about. <laughs> that's it's, that, that's, that's, a, that's a great point. That's that's absolutely a great point. Uh, what I want to get to now, you know, we, we've talked about the film and the filmmaking and just all, you know, all the things we loved about it. And so now let's just get to a, to a kind of like broader conversation just about, again, just, just where this movie lies for us and why, why now that, you know, we all watch it and we really, really enjoyed it. Why do we think, you know, that the movie is kind of viewed in the way it is now? I, uh, I would love to just throw something at you, at you guys right now. Cause I was, I was thinking, I was giving a good, like 1am think about this last night. Cause I'm like, this movie is like so undeniable and so like, it's just so like clearly good. I'm like, how could anyone kind of grow lukewarm on it? Really? What I got to was that like gravity doesn't need your fandom or your advocacy, you know, like, like this movie does not mm. need 
speak up for mm-hmm. it. Like, not just because of all the praise it's already received, but like the movie just kind of speaks for itself, you know? Like, this is a movie that is so able to be appreciated by anybody that like I have a list of movies. I'm like, I think I can just recommend these to anybody. Like, if someone says I need a movie to watch, I'm like, you can watch, I can safely recommend this and you'll enjoy it. I think this goes on that list. And I wish I had a better word, but it's just so broadly terrific that it's not yeah. like, it's not a movie of like idiosyncrasies, you know? And this is why like, mm-hmm. you won't see it on anyone's like letterbox top four. And I don't mean that as a knock on quality, like, but like, this isn't a movie that could be like super like, like it can't be Seb core or Chris core because it's just <laughs> like, like the group of people it's applying like that, like it, it, it it's targeting and that like, it's trying to get it's everybody. Yeah. It's just anyone with a pulse. Like, it's just like, <laughs> it's just so easily and enjoyable. And, and, and admirable and is approaching these like really huge themes that like anybody can relate to, you know? And which is like kind of like, you know, what you should be doing if you're making a big like high budget movie. And, that, and that's probably yeah. why it made so much money. And I do think a lot of that can can apply to Avatar in a way. It's just like, it's just worldwide appeal, you know? And like, yeah. there are some like crazy Navi diehards and stuff like that out there. It's like trying, <laughs> to, trying to like lucid dream in Pandora. But um, uh, but but yeah, it, it's it's almost as if like the lack of controversy has like hurt it in a way. It's just like yeah, like it's it's just good, and anybody can enjoy yeah. it. And it's- I I do want to I do want to like bring up like okay. one point also because I do I did I did really like the movie. Uh-huh. I thought it was pretty fantastic. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's quite as perfect as some mm-hmm. of the reviews at the time described it as. Mm-hmm. So like. Do I think it's the best space movie ever made? No. <laughs> like, I don't think sure. it's as good as 2001. I don't, think, <laughs> I don't think if I gave, like, it might not be better than Interstellar if I gave that a rewatch. I don't know. <laughs> sure. But, and I think that might also be part of the reason why is because I think, like, for a movie to kind of get into that echelon of, like, immortality, mm-hmm. it it I think it has to be, like, remembered almost as like a perfect movie right like because like you know i think like there will be blood is like kind of like movie that's kind of you know like oscar bait like got a ton of awards and like Mm -hmm. is like in that echelon of immortality and i think it's because it is really a cut above and it's that much better and Mm -hmm. gravity for me you know there it it has it has its seams like it has Mm -hmm. it has its seams like there you know, like there's some stuff that it's like, okay, this like screw is like floating towards the camera because 3D <laughs> in 2013. I was I wanted to make a quick comment on this, like like in the very beginning, I was like, I bet that went hard in 3D. Like I was yeah. <laughs> the grip that like water droplets had on, on 3D artists, just like if you could have a floating drop of water in your 3D movie, you do it. Like that's yeah. just, all of them had it. But but no, yeah, continue. I just I yeah. Just, so you know, like just like things like that. Like mm-hmm. I, I think the I think the very end of the movie, like when she's getting out of the pod, mm-hmm. like the 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 score and like her getting up like yeah there's elements to it that i think are maybe a little like hokey <laughs> not like to, not to sure. like be too harsh on it but like mm-hmm. and, and, and i think when she like when she's like calling that like random person on earth like that scene mm-hmm. doesn't do all that much for me but uh, uh, my only other like bump in the movie was um it did feel a little bit like in the third act uh the bag of tricks was running a little low 
You know, yeah. you know what I'm saying? If that scene where she's talking to the person is like, oh, get the dog to bark again. It's like, I, I do really like that scene, but it does feel like maybe if that's, you know, it's like a scene like that. If that was just like, you know, like, 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 a, like a hair above a tick above, it's like, yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe it does enter that echelon for us. I will. I think once she re-enters the atmosphere, um, I think the film kind of reloads. And by the time it cuts to black, I'm like, okay, like it, it did stick the landing. Like the, the score is going, back. like it is really good, but I did. Yeah, again, a little, a little wobbly in the third act, and so I think maybe that's where that's what's preventing us from maybe being like, okay, like you know, this is a like this should be on the end of decade lists. I do understand why it received the praise that it did at the time because of what I said earlier. The whole like, what else is there like this? You know, and, and sometimes that is enough for people. Just like it, it's just a one of kind movie, and it's just it's masterful, and we should be grateful for something like this. You know, but. There are some there are some bumps. There are some bumps. It's it's rough to say that it wobbles, especially in the third act for an hour and a half movie. That's <laughs> like it's just part of why what makes you know movies rewatchable and you know keep a grip in your mind is that there are layers of subtext that makes you want to think about it more or revisit. And that's maybe something a level of depth that maybe gravity lacks, even though there it is character based. There is a story beyond just the action. It is still fairly a very straightforward film. I don't think it's a gimmicky film by any means. And it probably got unfairly labeled as such as the years went on. <laughs> and it probably did get labeled that because of its straightforwardness. It's, mm. it's not trying to trick you. Like it's not trying yeah. to like, like, you know, yeah. go in any different way. It's yeah. like what it's giving you is what you get. And so that's probably what has hurt it in a lot of ways because Koran is known for the depth and like the, the, the subtlety. And so for him, they're like, this is pretty surface level for Koran. Um, so I don't know. That, that's my personal theory. Just uh -huh. do a quick bit on that. Uh, but I will say the first hour is, it, it, it does feel pretty perfect. Like it is, Absolutely. It is airtight. Like it, it, that is just a... It, it's kind of bulletproof filmmaking. It feels like in a way, and I just want to say, as opposed, to, like I don't know, I don't know if I fully agree on the on the service level aspect, you know, because again, I, I do, I do like the ideas it's getting at, and I like, I like the debris metaphor and all those things. And I will say personally, is that like, and one thing I wasn't expecting to be feeling when leaving it is that like, I, again, because I, again, I'm a big, I'm a big physical media guy. You know, I've gone, I flipped through many a Blu-ray section, and I've seen a lot of Gravity copies, and I've like, I, I, I've never bought it because I'm just like, because I remember thinking, I was like, is this really like, is this a rewatchable movie? Like, is this, you know, like, is this something I can just throw on? I will say that after watching it last night, like I like next time I see it in one of those bins, like I think I will be snagging. You're snatching it solely for the value of just like I just want to experience some of those set pieces again, and, and then sure. and, like and, and it's all worthwhile again because of those quieter moments. So I do think I, I will say I, I was surprised by the revisiting value, but but I do totally get what you're saying in the sense that it's like the full course meal is there. Is that yeah. That's that is one of its strengths and pros in so many ways. It's just like you will leave fully satisfied, but that does, you know, maybe hurt it in, in the long run in the terms of just like, you know, like it, its willingness to not be in controversy or further discourse or buzz because it's just it's just all right there. Yeah. So it, it's yeah. a, it, it's a trick, it, it's you know, a double edged sword in a way, but. But at the end of the day, sure. it's, you know, it, it's still a great film, and and that that should be the number one, you know, most important thing. But uh, I think I don't know. I think there is some thematic, some thematic value and depth to the film. There, I there is. I, it if it didn't have it, 
Yeah, and I didn't mean to diminish that at all. I, I think uh -huh. I, what I was just saying is that the the rebirth arc that she goes on is what the movie is about, and mm -hmm. you're, you know, and if you explore that, that there is some richness to that. But it, the film is very head on tackling that, and there isn't there isn't any like subplots or anything. It's literally just that. So that's mm -hmm. what I mean by that. There's not a lot of like it's easy to subtlety. digest. Yeah. Exactly, it's mm -hmm. very straightforward. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I I completely agree. But hey, I mean, it's an awesome movie, and and I'm glad we all enjoyed it. We loved uh, it though. We yeah, 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 we, it. we I, <laughs> yeah. again. I I I finished it last night, and I texted these boys, and I said, if there are no Gravity fans left on Earth, it means I have died. Like it means it means <laughs> I am no longer here. I like I, if I ever hear some Gravity slander, I I will go to bat. You know, this is yeah. a movie. If we had to give this movie a label, it's like, what's our takeaway? I think mine would just be uh I would just say taken for granted. I would say taken for granted. I think I think that I think that's my ultimate that's my thesis. Second that. Mm -hmm. I will second that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I I I wish I could tell people like it's not just the debris is spinning around the earth. It's also like <laughs> Sandra Bullock and George Clooney are like tethered together, like what like watching where everybody lives in this like beautiful little ball mm -hmm. and they're talking about life. And that's beautiful too. And that's <laughs> That's mm -hmm. what the movie, that's really, the, the, those parts of the movie are like, I don't know, man. I think people forgot about them, and we 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 lost a great movie, I think. You know? <laughs> We're talking like it, like it died. I, I just, I, I, no. uh, I that, that made me give a deep exhale right there. That <laughs> is, that is, I'm going to be thinking we about lost that a great one. tonight. We lost a great movie. Wow. We, Alf Alfonso, we have failed you. We are and even moments, I, I, again, just a little moment, it's like, I forget where exactly in the film it happens, but it's just like, you're watching Sandra Bullock, and then the camera goes to this extreme wide, and it just pans over, and you see like the aurora, like the aurora lights going over Earth, I'm like, he's just flexing right now, like this is yeah. like, it's just movie magic, and, and I get what James Cameron was saying when he was like, it's the best space photography ever, and it's just, sure. you know, Earth has never been maybe a character, quite at least Ooh. in the space movie maybe maybe like it is here and, and it's i i just love the way it, it just depicted any any last remarks anything still on 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 the old mind that you guys want to say i you know, i'm happy with this i i'm so glad we chose this as our first movie so yeah absolutely keep it simple it's, uh, it's it's kind of a spiritual film almost sometimes like yeah you sure. got that little like i i wish i could i wish i knew more about like buddhism but like at the when she gets to the Russian, when she gets to like the the Soyuz, I think it's called. Yeah, like, yeah. You have the little icon of uh, Christopher, who's a patron saint of travelers. Oh, and then yeah, yeah, you have yeah. like the little Buddha statue. And it's like you you have these people from all these different parts of the world, like grasping onto something for meaning, and mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. and she doesn't really have that. And this movie is kind of her quest to find that, you know. And yeah. I think that's a, a thousand percent recommend is the uh, short of it. <laughs> yeah. let's go yeah, no, it's, like, and it's I, so good it, it's i I'm, I'm fully with you there and i love there and there are like and again it's like you said, said like the script is just like like there are lines that are just going to stick with me it's like when she's and kind of into the spiritual thing you're talking about is when she's talking she's just talking about death and she's just like like i'm gonna die today she's like i i didn't like like and like even though i know that it's just like it's the way she's talking about it in such a matter of fact and simple way it's just so i don't know just so resonant in some way and, and, and just yeah. and, and when Clooney. Uh, in the in the theater reacts Clooney returned moment um <laughs> conversation when, when he's just like you just have to go back and just like 
put your feet on the ground and start like living life again. And it's just like, mm-hmm. oh, like, well, man, he was like, giving her, yeah, he, and, and, he was and giving her the option of like, pep talk, yeah, because he said, like, listen, your kid died, like, I get it, like, this, it doesn't get it's rougher guys, than that. Yeah. So, like, so, but he's like, so you could either turn the lights off and do what you're doing right now, or you can get up and keep going. And like basically just gives I'm that, her like I'm, I'm getting goosies yeah. right now. Like it's I mean, so that, that, it's, it's just, really it's so so beautiful. It it, it yeah, really and it's it's like you said, it's it's very simple and it's straightforward and but it, it hits its mark every time. And and, and every, that's everyone part. can relate to it. And yeah, and everyone it's like yeah. it's easy up here, but like it's worth choosing to go and like and to face the debris and to go and like choosing to live. And it's just man. It it does it does the thing, you know. It just it, <laughs> the movie just does it and. And again, it's like, and I have that itch now. It's like, I just kind of want to search up. It's like space station gets destroyed. And just like, everybody just watch that again. Like, <laughs> just rewatch it's, the it's scene so again. It's so arresting. Like when she's just, like, or that one when she's just like spinning around oh. and everything's just destroying. It, it's kind of like in Rogue One when like the hammerhead ship like makes the sort of stories crash into each other. It's like, again, it's so like, like horrific and beautiful. And it's just, it, it, it's incredible. Um, Gravity is an awesome movie. I'm glad we watched it. Uh, Again, if we want, if you want other potential space wrecks that maybe you haven't seen, Sunshine two thousand seven with uh, with Killian Murphy, uh, amazing, amazing film. Cannot recommend that enough. Um, or if you want more George Clooney in space action, uh, Steven Soderbergh Solaris in two thousand two, incredible, incredible film. That that actually might be my favorite Clooney performance because he's just like, it, maybe the most vulnerable I've ever seen. Him. But yeah. mm. uh, amazing movie. Cannot recommend those enough. So. If you're still listening this far, thank you so much. We, we we really appreciate it. Thank you for being here for our for our first episode. If you like this, and and, and you know you'll you'll be getting more of us soon, hopefully. Uh, and just to tease Tell your friends the next, about the postscript. Yeah, please please follow us on 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 Instagram or on TikTok uh, if you aren't already. Uh, Gravity episode one done. Next episode already cooking. Just to tease it up, will be Incredibles two, a film that. Many of us have seen, many of us have opinions <laughs> on, but how good is it? How good is Incredibles soon? Because because I've never heard an opinion other than it's not as good as the first, you know, but how good is this film? So yeah, so so stay tuned for that. Hope you guys are looking forward to that. And yeah, we'll- uh, Can't wait. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see screen slaver time. awaits. Screen, screen slaver <laughs> awaits the postscript. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. All right. See you guys. See you guys. <laughs>